Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Time to rock and roll. It's another edition of Your Retirement Elevated, the podcast that's going to help you learn a little bit more about what's happening in the financial world and maybe some of the important things that might even be happening in your financial life right now. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Dugan. So glad to have you along with us. Let me tell you about Scott in case you're new to the program. He's the co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the Kansas City metro area. But it's important to know that Scott's got clients all across the country. So even if you don't live in Kansas City, you're still going to find this information very useful, I believe, on today's show. He's got more than 18 years of experience helping people plan for retirement and how to get all the way through retirement as well. And the concepts on financial planning that Scott teaches locally are also taught all across the country in more than 70 cities now, which is a pretty cool little bonus nugget for you. If you want to check out other episodes of the podcast, be sure to go to listen to Scott. Dot com. Scott, how are you this week, sir? I am fantastic. Glad to be here. You're always very uh, energetic and exuberant and ready to go. So that's always just nice opportunity to chat with you. It's better than if you were very you know, sad and sullen. That wouldn't make for a very fun show. That would be a downer. <laughs> and and I, interesting, we, we had a client event not too long ago, and clients were talking about the podcast. And it was, I guess to me, they were talking about when they listen to it. So there's people listen to it in their car. Some people listen to it while they're drinking coffee. Some people said they, one client even said that she listens to it on the treadmill when she's at the gym. On the treadmill. I'm like, wow, I'm kind of a big deal, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. If anybody that knows me knows that I am introverted and do not like shameless self-promotion. So People are typically very particular about their workout music or, you know, content. So that's really saying something. You've made it to the workout list. I'm pretty excited about that. That's very cool. We all consume information in different ways, and that's a perfect example of it right there. Um, yes. I am a, this might be, uh, what is it, TMI? I'm a big podcast listener in the shower. That's where I do all of my listening. I take way too long of showers, first of all, but... It's just, I love just having it playing in the background and listening and learning and thinking, you know, I don't know. It's just my thing. <laughs> I am, I'm a kindred spirit because I have my little Bose speaker Yes, and yes. Uh, I listen to audiobooks or podcasts yep. and that's one of my hacks, you could call it, to consume and get information is, you know, that's a good, getting ready in the morning is a good 30 minutes of absorbing that information. And then I read, you know, for another hour sometime during the day. So it gives me an hour and a half, two hours per day of consumption of information. And that's how I I stay on top of things. Yep. I'm totally on board with you. So it's just the uh, 21st century version of reading the newspaper while you're, uh, you know, getting ready and eating breakfast for the day. Now we just listen to podcasts in the shower and you're good to go. It's perfect. (laughs) It absolutely is. Well, hopefully you've uh, tuned in for a great conversation today, not about where we listen to podcasts, but if you saw the headline of today's program, uh, you're probably like, why are they so chipper and happy? Because I saw the word pain in the headline today (laughs) and... (laughs) We are. We are going to talk about the uh, five most common pain points in your financial life. Why are we going to focus on these things? Well, obviously, because we want to solve them so that you don't experience the pain anymore or avoid them altogether so that you don't have these pain points entering into your life. And I think we all have different kinds of pain points here. Not all of these may apply to you, but some of them might indeed. And so we're going to hear from Scott today some stories about how he's helped people deal with these different kinds of of pain points. And the first one on the list, Scott, is that worry. I think that by now we've probably already heard this is the number one worry of folks, that they're afraid of running out of money 
even more than dying. And a lot of people take this to the extreme as well, and it's a very common pain point among folks. And you're correct, Walter, and it doesn't matter if someone has $250,000 or $10 million, the human reaction to it is the same. They always ask themselves the question, do we have enough? Are we going to be okay? Is our money going to last as long as we do? And if you think about retirement, retirement's only been around for a short period of time. Bismarck was the German military officer who brought that idea of the of retirement into fruition. They're trying to retire older officers and soldiers and get newer people in the system. So they offered you know, kind of a retirement plan. And so prior to that and all other human history, you worked until you died. And there was no real concern about how are you going to support yourself. Now, granted, many years ago, we we're just trying to not, not get eaten by a hungry tiger. So that's a little different scenario. But if you think about today, you know, we went through a series of time where people had pensions, you know, that post-World War II group, like my grandfather, I talk about him a lot. He's got paychecks that come in and they're going to last as long as he does. He does not have a lot of anxiety about, is he going to have enough? Because he doesn't spend as much money as he makes every month and he's got some money saved. But for the rest of us and probably people listening here, if you have a 401k or have an IRA, Roth IRA, that means the responsibility is on you and me to save for our own retirement because we need to take that lump sum and turn it into what? We got to turn it into a paycheck, we got a personal pension. And I believe that is what gives people the anxiety and why they can worry themselves about it. Because really what it comes down to is we all want to keep the same lifestyle that we have grown accustomed to. And if we run out of money, then that lifestyle goes away and we experience things we don't necessarily want to experience. So it's extremely important. And our firm specializes in this is taking people that have, you know, got to the point where they've been good savers, been fiscally conservative, kept their debt under control, and they've got a nice nest egg. And it's our job to help them look at what's it going to take to continue to live the lifestyle you're accustomed to. And is your portfolio, the amount of money you save, going to support that? And what investment vehicles do we need to choose to make sure there's a high probability of success? So... When you get that taken care of, a lot of things fall into place and you can retire confidently and spend comfortably throughout retirement. It's really not a savings question. It's more of a lifestyle or spending question, that worry of running out of money before dying. And that's just, you know, it's a mental thing, but realizing that nuance goes a long way. Another common pain point, Scott, would be, uh-oh, we're in the throes of it as we record today's podcast, but we'll be on the other side here soon, hopefully. Angst about taxes, Uncle Sam. Absolutely. And where we focus on minimizing the amount of tax you have to pay using you know strategies that are that are out there in the tax code. But it's true for a lot of folks that we work with, they kind of followed along and the idea of deferring taxes putting as much money away in tax-free accounts as possible, that seemed like the right thing to do. And one of the main reasons people do that is because they have this assumption that when they retire, your tax rates are going to what? They're going to be much lower. 
So for a lot of our listeners, they realize that that's probably not going to be the case for some of them. And that tax deferral simply means we're pushing that taxation down the road. So if you've got a a million dollar IRA, do you really have a million dollars that you can spend in retirement? And the answer is no, because until that money gets pulled out of that IRA and it goes through what we call a tax transition, it's got to show up on your 1040 your tax return, and you get to keep what's left over after you pay state and federal taxes. And so the best analogy I could give you is that an IRA is kind of like a house with a mortgage on it. So if you're married and you've got a million dollar house and there's a $400,000 mortgage on that house, when you both pass away, your kids have to do what to the house? They're usually going to sell it. And if they sell that house for a million dollars, what do they have to pay off? They have to pay off that $400,000 mortgage. So what do they get to divide up? The $600,000 that's left. So the tax on your IRA is like a mortgage on a home. It's going to have to be satisfied at some point. And fortunately, I know we're talking about pain points, but fortunately, we're in a very, we're the lowest tax rate environment we've seen in 31 years because of the 2017 Tax and Jobs Act. And that's going to last until... January 1st, 2026, when tax rates are going to go back up. So if you find yourself having angst about taxes, concerned about when you're going to be forced to take money out of your IRA, or if you're being forced to take money out of your IRA now, but you don't need it, there are strategies right now to help minimize that tax now and in the future. And so the good news is, yes, there are options and windows of opportunity to help mitigate some of those taxes just realize the angst will only get worse if you don't do anything about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So these are the five most common pain points that might be in your financial life. Extreme worry about running out of money before dying was number one. Angst about taxes, number two. Another common pain point is a paralyzing fear of ending up in a nursing home. So much so, Scott, that often the plan, because of that fear, becomes the uh, ostrich mentality. Stick your head in the sand, right? And just to pretend it's not going to happen. Absolutely. And and the thing with nursing home, I really like to take a step back and say, you know, it's really about long-term care. And long-term care is a journey for most people. And the nursing home just happens to be the last stop on that. Most people, if they had their choice of long-term care, it starts with trying to stay at home as long as possible, because we all want our independence for as long as we can have it. And then and only then do we move in a situation where we have, you know, someone coming in more often into our home. Maybe we end up going to some sort of facility like an assisted living facility. And only and only when we can't take care of ourselves or we're too much of a burden on family, then would someone go to a nursing home. Now, I grew up in a small town. I had a great Aunt Louise. She was at the Hilltop Nursing Home, but she spent over 20 years in a facility because of polio and polio complications. Now, when I think of a nursing home, I think of that. And they took great care of her, but that's something where I, I wouldn't want to have to experience it. And a lot of our clients say, well, I don't want to experience it either. And, you know, as we age and our longevity increases, the likelihood increases that we're probably going to spend some time getting care at some level. And so I think the the best thing that you can do when you're talking about long-term care 
is first of all, let's start with quantifying what could it potentially cost you if one or both of you, if you're married, had to go into receive care. And the average male is a little under two years, average female a little over three years of care that's needed. So we have the ability to run these calculations and say, if you did need it, what kind of stress financially would it put on your retirement? And if the numbers are sustainable, you may say, you know what, we're going to self-insure. If we need to spend our own money on it, then that's what we're going to do with it. That's why we saved it. Some of you are going to say, well, I don't like that that could put that big of a dent in our savings. We'd like to be able to leave more for, you know, church, charity, kids, grandkids. So if that's the case, you're going to want to put some sort of long-term strategy in place to protect your hard-earned dollars. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, You can buy traditional long-term care insurance. There are annuities with long-term care riders. There's life insurance policies with long-term care riders. So there's several ways to put a strategy into place. Now there's pluses and minuses of all of those decisions. And it's our job to let you know what the choices are and clearly talk about all the strings that are attached to each of those choices. And then it's your decision is which one makes sense to you, if any, to put into your plan. And so most people find if they are concerned about long-term care, having a strategy in place helps mitigate that anxiety and helps them sleep at night knowing that if it does happen, then they're not going to be decimated financially. And if you pick the right strategy, then those dollars you put aside for that care, if you don't use it, is going to continue on to your your beneficiary. So a lot of ways to take care of it, just need to explore that and find the one that you feel the best about. I know that's one of the things a lot of people really feel a lot better about when they get a plan in place to take care of. So make sure you're addressing that nursing home need. Another one on the list, this would be number four pain point in our financial lives, Scott. Uneasiness about retiring and just walking away from that paycheck. We've gotten so used to it. It's a big shift in mentality. Oh, it's it's huge. Because for a lot of us, one of the main, one of the first things we think about is most of us are at our peak earning years when we retire. It's like, well, I've worked so hard to get to this level. Do I really want to give up on it? All right. So that's number one. And number two is, it goes back to the thing we talked about in the beginning of the show, running out of money. It's not knowing if you saved enough. You know, we call it there, what is your enough is enough number? What's enough money that you can take care of yourselves throughout retirement and keep the lifestyle you're accustomed to? And so leaving that paycheck, that's security. And if you're a saver, which all of our clients are, they're savers, and that's why they've got the money that they've amassed for retirement, it's hard to go from a saver to a consumer of your dollars. That's a big, big switch because the reason you've saved what you've saved, because that's given you a certain amount of security. And it's a protection, it's a moat around you know decreasing your lifestyle. So if you start to spend that, and you're not saving, well, that can give you a little bit of anxiety. But I can tell you that what we walk our clients through in prospective families is walk through, you know, the dollars and cents of do you have enough to walk away from a paycheck? And if you're in a situation where you do, then it's up to you to make that decision. 
knowing that the numbers all work out. So that's the factual, logical part. And I can tell you, Walter, I've had clients where we've done all the work. There's no, no rational reason why they can't retire financially, but then they just can't pull the trigger because they're not emotionally ready. And sometimes they'll take three to six months to kind of power through and kind of get their mind wrapped around it. But that first step is knowing having a solid plan in place. Is there a high probability of success that you're going to be okay financially? That's what people are looking for. And that's what good planning will give you. Yeah, it's a great point, Scott. And last but not least, the final pain point. And uh, we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast, at least the mentality behind, you know, market crashes and looking at the markets and those kinds of things. But I don't think this one's going to go away anytime soon. That anxiety about an impending market crash and the impact that that's going to have, that would be our other common pain point we want to make sure we mention on the show. Sure. And and we're in this world of media magnification, the speed at which information is delivered to us is mind boggling, you know, that's how fast things are transmitted. I mean, how much time are we spending on our phones, you know, consuming information? And, you know, there's always going to be market volatility, market corrections there. That's been that way throughout history. What I think we're seeing in today's world of market movements, the markets are getting larger and larger. And the ups and downs are much faster than they were before because of technology, because of computer training, trading, excuse me. But again, there I can't tell you when the next market correction or crash is going to be. I can just tell you there's going to be one at some point in time in your retirement or in your working years. And so there's only three things that we can focus on when it comes to planning. And those things are number one, we want to keep your fees in line. You want to get value for your fees and keep them as low as possible. Number two is that we want to help you pay as little in tax as possible using the tax code. And number three is we want to build a plan with appropriate investments that have a range of up and down that you're going to be comfortable with. And so that's called market risk, market fluctuation. But knowing that the right basket or mix of investments is going to operate within a range, then people find comfort in that. And the other thing that helps is that we want to make sure that there's enough cash, you know, emergency funds set aside. Some of you have protected investments like annuities that we could draw from in volatile times, or we draw a guaranteed pension from. And we have some folks that have income-based investments to pay us interest and dividends. And then we've also got equity investments that are for growth. We want them to grow and appreciate. Most of you are going to have a mix of some of those or all three of those things. And that's what helps you insulate from the next market crash doesn't say you're going to completely avoid it if you got things in the market. But I do believe it's a good mixture of all those tools that are out there is going to give you a solid income, help you keep up with taxes, inflation, and help you weather that next market correction or, or bear market, as we like to call it. Well, Scott, these are all, I think, helpful things to discuss. Make sure that we keep on the forefront of our minds the pain points in our financial lives. And maybe there's one that we didn't cover on today's show that, you know, brings you a little bit of that uneasiness in your stomach. It's a little bit of one of those things that causes you to stay up a little bit later at night worrying about. Those are pain points. And so if you have these things in your life, even if it's not something we covered on today's list, pick up the phone. Give Scott a call. Talk these things out because there may be a way that you can address this 
in your plan. You can reach Scott at 913-393-4724. And everybody that comes into the office will certainly tell you that the plan makes you feel a little easier. It's going to help you get through the day and through the night with a little bit less worry and concern because you're going to have a plan to deal with a lot of these moving parts and other factors. 913-393-4724 is your number to call to reach Scott and the team at Elevated Retirement Group. Or you can find them online at listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com. That's where we've got all the different uh, podcasts and episodes there on the website. So you can go learn lots of great information as well. Scott, thanks for all the help on today's program. Lots of fun. And uh, we'll do it again next time. Looking forward to it, Walter. All right. Take care. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.